about today, and I and I I really feel I'm feeling this today. Just just so you know, I'm really feeling the presence of the Lord on on um, a little bit of my journey in the Lord and um, how I came to find Him. Uh, not to spend a whole lot of time there. Although that's probably uh, the most important part, but um, you know, kind of like my journey with him. Um, you know, I, I love the secret place, and <clears throat> and I've written, I'm writing a book. I have, I'm editing it now. It's it's not going to come out. I'm still waiting for my other one, uh, from breakdown to breakthrough, to be published. Uh, I'm still waiting for three thousand dollars to do that one. Um, and, um, and then I'm gonna, but I'm editing this book now on a secret place and I'm working on, um, I'm working on a book about leadership. And then the title of the book and the title of the teaching is, uh, so you want to be a leader and it's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into platforms to make it an e-course, um, where, you know, cause it's, it's going to be a class and, um, and, 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 and basically a workbook, a book and, you know, so you want to be a leader. And that's kind of the emphasis of what I'm going to do, uh, at least today, maybe for the next couple of days. And, um, and, and it, it, it's this point that I'm trying to get at here. Okay. The point I'm trying to make is that leadership is more than standing in the front of the, of the, uh, meeting the platform, uh, or whatever you want to call it and standing behind the microphone and talking. That's not just, that's necessarily not leadership. Leadership is a little bigger than that. Leadership has a lot to do with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you to lead people and people. And, and I remember some guy said one time that, uh, a leader with no followers is a guy walking alone. And, um, and, you know, so you can't really call yourself a leader if you have no followers and, and you're not discipling them. And, and, and if you're not, um, caring for them the way the Lord cares for you, you're not really a leader. Um, I remember Alexander the Great. Um, there's a lot of stories about him, but this one just makes me, there's two of them that make me laugh. One of them is this, this, uh, guy, this, um, what do you call him? Um, a soldier, um, was part of his army and, um, and, uh, he, he kind of, he chickened out. He, he, he walked away from his battle. He walked away from his men and, uh, and Alexander caught him. Alexander the Great caught him. And, uh, he, he basically said, you know, what happened? He told him and he goes, well, either, uh, change your name. Or, uh, change how you do things. Alexander the Great was a tremendous leader. Um, I mean, there was one time that was one of the stories that just made me laugh. Another story that made me laugh was when he was, uh, at the edge, uh, of the, of these, of this range. They, they had walked and they got to the end of the map that they had. And they walked it and they were past the end of the map. And one of the soldiers says, uh, we, we don't have any more map. We don't have, um, you know, uh, we, we don't have directions on how to go. And he says, well, we will just keep going off the map. And uh, a leader will sometimes have to do that. 
And I remember, um, you know, you, you have to, you have to know that you're going to experience times and you're going to experience things in your life that are not easy. If you're going to be a leader, it's not going to be easy. It was never easy for Jesus. Now, Jesus was an incredible empathetic person. He, he uh, empathized with the people around him, but he led them. All right. Uh, his focus wasn't the crowds. That wasn't his focus. He had 12 men that he poured himself into. Those are the apostles. He had 70 people that were hanging around him and that were around through this time, but he poured himself out on the 12. And, uh, and then when, when it came time, he sent the 12 out two by two and then he sent the 70 out by two by two. All right. Jesus, of those 12 men, the 12 apostles, he had three that were, um, that, that were very close to him, that, that he really, you know, you guys are going to lead the church. You know, you guys are going to be the ones. And that was Peter, John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, and James, or Jacob, whatever you want to call him. And then he really had one. You know, he had this one close friend. And I believe that that happened to be the Apostle John, who was the disciple that Jesus loved. I believe that, that, that Jesus confided in him, um, <clears throat> not necessarily pains, but just really poured into him. And we know, you know, I, th- I think that it's true that John outlived them all. You know, um, Thomas went up to India. He died as a martyr in India. Peter, he was martyred. James was martyred. Um, all these other guys were, 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 were killed. And John was, was dipped in oil, uh, burning oil and had feathered, tarred and feathered. And, um, he survived it and he ended up on the island of Patmos and wrote the book of the revelations of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I'm saying this because uh, a leader has to understand it's not what happens behind the microphone. It's what happens in, in, in the small groups and the people that you gather around you. Okay. I've had a lot of people that have wanted to be a, a part of, um, uh, my ministry and a part of what we were doing. And, um, you know, but I, but I found very few that had my heart. And, and, and you have to find those people. Okay. And, and, and if you're going to be a leader, you have to be the one that, that finds out who they are. Okay. Now I've been a, I've been a very good follower. I've had people over me, lead me. And, uh, and, and, and that's the call of every believer. We're all supposed to be a leader. We're all supposed to lead one way or the other. Um, whether you call it mentoring or discipling or whatever, you need to have a mentor and you need to mentor people. That's it. That's the, that's the model that Jesus made on earth. When he was here, his model was, and, and, and this is, this is amazing, but his model was this. I'm going to get 12 people and I'm going to train them to do the stuff. And I'm going to have three that are very close friends, but I'm going to have one that I can find. That's, that's what you do. You train the 12. You train the 12 to train 12. 
okay? And you show them how to do it. And then really, if you get 12 guys um, discipling and mentoring 12 other people, what you are going to have, it's really cool, but what you're going to have is 144 in your next round. And then you train those 144, and then you have that much more. And you keep, and you keep uh, multiplying as you go along. Actually, you square it. I don't know what 144 squared is, but that's what would happen in the third round. And if you do that, you train 12 to train 12. Now, your family is not, is not one of your 12. They are a separate group altogether. Okay. So basically you have, you have two, um, two sets of group. Your 12 that you disciple and your family that you disciple. Okay. And that's your wife, your kids. And I didn't do a very good job of that when I was, um, uh, when, when I was, uh, married, but, the thing was, is that you trained those children to do the stuff as well. So here you are. Um, I have people tell, call me all the time about, um, I feel like God wants me to do this. Well, and they don't have a word. They just have a desire to do it. And God is okay with the desires. But I want to tell you that leadership is not easy. People think it is. It isn't. Not every place, ha- you don't have people underneath you, um, uh, people that you, you, a staff, many, in fact, 90% of the churches worldwide do not have a staff. They have to do the stuff themselves. And I understand, and I don't know if this is true, but I understand that the average church in America is like 75 people, average. That includes the mega churches and that includes the, um, uh, the church is starting out. The average attendance is 75, if that high. I've heard it as low as 50. So a lot of people don't have, a, don't have staff. I remember a gentleman told me he wants, um, he feels like he's just supposed to preach and not minister and not, um, and not counsel or nothing. And I was like, well, you know, and I told him this and I said, listen, you know, um, that's not how it works. A shepherd has to smell like sheep if you're going to pastor. Now, I'm not saying don't aspire to those to leadership. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, and this is all introduction. But what I am saying is, is, is you can aspire for leadership, but understand what goes on behind it. All right. I remember, you know, I was just born again. We had Bible studies every day. We had our own group and we had the same people coming to all the meetings. We were at different houses, different places every day. You know, one, one person that I remember, um, deeply in my heart, uh, we called her Ma Reardon and, um, she, uh, she mothered this group of people. You know, we had another lady who taught us on Saturdays. Her name was Ma Smith, 93 years old. 1973, she was 93 years old. 
Why am I saying all this to you? You got to understand, Ma, Ma Reardon poured herself out on us. I would, I remember going to her place all the time, a lot. And, um, and then she just, you know, didn't bother her a bit. She had an open door policy. Her son Frank discipled me. And, um, you know, and so that's, that's the way that was. I mean, there were other, there were other factors involved, but that's what it was. There wasn't anything special about me. It was just that they loved. That's it. I have a best friend in New Jersey. His name is George, George and Marianne. They were, um, they were prime examples. And if I had followed their example in marriage, um, I wouldn't be divorced right now. They led not necessarily by talk. They led by actions. And that is what we're missing in our society today is people who are full of integrity that disciple a lot through actions. They're more like, do as I say, don't do as I do. And that's not Christianity. That's not the Bible. The Bible says, in this world, you're going to have pressures. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And a lot of people feel like they don't need a leader in their life. Well, that's just... That's just the enemy telling you that you can do this alone. You can't do this alone. You know, now I know people um, abuse that, uh, op- that open door policy. I, I, I know that I know people uh, to me that don't really care about my time. And, uh, and what they do is they abuse that. Okay. And, uh, and basically you have to be at their every beckoning call. And that's not, that's not what a good follower is anyway. I remember my, uh, a pastor told me, um, yeah, he just, he basically said that, uh, and, and this is like a fallacy. He says that you are obligated to be 24-7 to the congregation. No, you're not. Jesus wasn't. And that led, that was one of the factors that led to the demise of my family, was that I bought into the fact that I had to be, and I was more available to everybody else except my family. And it can't be that way. I'm talking around things, but all of this is introduction, okay? And we're going to be ending soon, finishing soon. All of this. So please understand leadership. You know, watch good CEOs of companies and how they do things. Lead by example. Be the example. You know, one of the things I love about our president is the fact that he leads by example. Yeah, he, you know, he doesn't have the, um, the smooth talk, uh, you know, of a lot of people when he's public. Um, but when he's private, he's very, he's very soft spoken man. And I know that because of people that, that I know that, that are around him. He's very, uh, gentle. 
but he's very much so a man who who leads by example, regardless of what you think of him. Okay, you can hate his guts, but you have to understand that he, he's a man who takes a risk, but he's also a man, and, and he's very mouthy. He's very Jersey in that. He's very mouthy, but he knows how to get he knows how to get it done. And when you're a leader, you're gonna have you're gonna face situations that don't coincide with what you um, with with smooth and and easygoing. If an employee is not doing a good job, you fire them. Okay. In the church, I remember a pastor told me one time that it's easy to set them into place, uh, into, into eldership or stuff like that, but it's very difficult to get them out. So you have to be real careful. And of course, you know, you, you you're going to have to pay the piper in the end. People, what am I saying here? I'm saying that being a leader is not easy. You need to get a vision. Preachers need to get a snappy sermon starter, not from a book, but on their knees. They have to have hearts that are pure because, you know, if you're if you're playing around on the side, it'll come out. People that I uh, that I hold dear to my heart, that ministries that I hold dear to my heart, uh, the, the pastors are very uh, lucid. They're very, um, they're very, um, tra- uh, you're, you're able to see them. They're transparent. <clears throat> you know when they're struggling and and they're not afraid to say it. They don't talk about their sin very much. That's not between that. That's not our job anyway. That's God's job. But they talk about where they need help. They talk about things that are not easy to talk about. You know when they're struggling and they, and they say, hey, listen, I'm struggling. Let's, let's, let's see what God has to say about this. Okay, so we're going to pick this up as we go along this week, talking about leadership and how to be a leader and, and what to look for. So you want to be a leader. Uh, what are some, what are some of your pitfalls? What are some of your, um, excitements? What are some of your, um, of your danger zones? Okay. And we're going to talk about those. And what are some of the joys of being a leader? Being a leader is cool. But I want to revert back to something I said a few weeks ago. And, uh, and, and something that the Lord showed me in a vision was that he's getting rid of uh, performance. He's getting rid of posers. He's getting rid of the players. He's getting rid of all of that stuff. And, and he's just coming after the real, the real believers, the real Christians. And that's what he's raising up. <clears throat> and if that's you... And, and, you know, I'm t- obviously I'm talking to everybody on Facebook, but, um, the idea is that when you're, when you're a leader, it's never easy, but it's totally rewarding. There's a verse in Corinthians. He says, you have many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. 
And the world needs right now, the Christianity, the world needs fathers and they need mothers. They need protectors, they need trainers, and they need nurturers. <clears throat> and that's what leadership is all about. Well, that's it for today. I uh, just want to say God bless you. Have a great day and we'll talk to you next time.